Why Nickers? Bernard pulls the trigger. And this is a brand. Nickers is a brand. Allen Houston. Nickers means Lord. Once a neck, always a neck. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Thanks for tuning in to another edition of Nickish. You got your boys Mo, Nafi, and Faiz here on this July 4th, 2022 episode edition of the show. But first, want to let y'all in on the uh, raffle that we have going on on Instagram. Check it out right now. We are giving away a Emmanuel Quickly jersey. Uh, all you got to do is just like the post, tag some friends, follow the page, and cop one of our shorts. That'll get you the most entries into this raffle. Uh, raffle ends July 5th, 2022, so check it out today. And uh, without further ado, we got we got a lot to talk about. Nafi, how you doing, man? Feeling good, man. How can you not? An NBA fan, this is, this is the time of year, especially as a Knicks fan. This is our season, bro. The off season, yo, our bread and butter. Doing good, bro. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. We've been doing this for a couple of years now, and the off season always mad fun. Mad fun. Uh, usually, usually. Uh, and then uh, this year's a little different, so we'll 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 get into that. Fais, how you doing, man? How's how's the six right now? Oh, the six is popping. You know, not as popping as New York with Jalen Brunson on the team, but we we got our own Fred VanVleet type of player, so we, we we're doing good. Uh, I'm personally really excited to to kick off this. Like it's officially the kickoff of the the Knicks off season with Nickish, so you know first time here, uh, f- not as a listener, so I'm I'm pretty excited. Yes, sir. Yeah, let's get into. It. I mean, this is our first episode, you know, post Jalen Brunson being an official New York Nick. Uh, Nafi, how'd you feel about the sign, the contract, and uh, your uh, idea of what his potential is going to be in New York? Well, first off, it feels like since Faiz, especially since Faiz joined our pod, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like we've been talking about Jalen Brunson for at least six months, minimum, you know what I mean? But how I'm feeling right now is just reflecting on a com- one of those early episodes, one of the, our more kind of heated episodes, just talk about, like, the cost-benefit ratio of, like, giving up Mitch but then getting Jalen. Now we got both. So how I'm feeling about the Jalen signing and just the offseason so far, I'm happy because, you know, months back, if you had told me that's not only – possible but like it's gonna happen i would say that's an ideal offseason the only next step for me is just waiting on that julius randall like woge tweet notification you know what i mean so i'm feeling good you know what i mean fives what do you think of the brunson signing and i guess the signings we got so far you know what i mean I mean, we've been pushing for this agenda for months, like you've said. We've been really on this Brunson train. So uh, I know a lot of Knicks fans are disappointed um, because it's a it was technically a plan B to the plan A that was Jaden Ivey. But I hope Knicks fans are happy because I'm I'm real happy. This this was basically a plan. This was basically a plan A for the Knicks in terms of getting a, a player that they really wanted. And this is the first time we've seen the front office really acquire someone that they targeted, someone that they've been wanting and. Yeah, they did have to sweeten the deal at the end by adding a few extra millions, but I really want Knicks fans to understand that Dallas was going to be able to offer the extra year, give Jalen Brunson a little bit more security, so we couldn't give that security years-wise. We're going to give it uh, money-wise, and the deal's not going to not going to feel as bad when the CBA negotiations you know, push for the cap space to, to be uh, increased. And uh, in general, Jalen Brunson is like the 14th or 15th most paid point guard. I really do feel like the Knicks brass 
uh, released that 110 mil figure so that when we saw it would be 104, Knicks fans would just be a little bit calmer, you know, like just feel a little better about the deal. So I'm, I'm feeling great. Like you said, Mitch and Jalen Brunson on the team. How could you not? Yeah, I mean, he's he's 14th point guard in the league right now, and the cap is only going to get higher from here. So when uh, when that cap goes up in a couple of years, that 14 number is only going to get lower. It'll probably be closer to 18, 19, maybe even 20 in a couple of years because point guard position is was, is one of the most highly touted, I arguably the most highly touted position in the league right now, mm-hmm. uh, and for you know for a long time. So I a lot of people are are wondering whether or not his his uh, game will match along with with the rest of the Knicks. So I personally think that his his style, uh, you know, a lot of driving, a lot of uh, you know points in the paint, and a lot of dish outs when he drives in, pick and rolls. It should work well with the team. So Nappy, how do you feel about Brunson's game and how it could transfer transition to the Knicks roster that we have right now? Let's assume Julius Randle's going to be on the team. I don't want to do that, bro. Why are you going to make me? Yeah. Please, please, <laughs> please, let's not do that mental exercise. My, my mental health really needs us to not do that mental exercise. You know what I mean? Um, you don't, you don't got to talk about him, but just, just assume that. I won't talk like about him. How about that? I won't. Not even going to acknowledge him. He who shall not be named. Um, No, I think Brunson is a good player. You know what I mean? And, you know, to fans that are just kind of, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like a lot of people – there's a lot of casual understanding with like the salary cap and contract value and market value. So people hear max or near max and they just lose their shit. And it's just like an age old thing. And I get it. Nick's PTSD. We've had big signings, but I think basketball wise, he's a good player that fits. He's a Tibbs point guard to me. Tibbs like scoring oriented guards that can attack the paint, break down the defense and make heady, smart plays and really settle the offense when shit bogs down. We haven't had that. You know what I mean? So to me, I think basketball wise with the roster, I mean, excluding one big piece that, like I said, don't want to mention. You know what I mean? Fuck that guy. Um, I think Brunson fits well, Um, especially, like, with Mitch coming back. His rim running and rim pressure, he's probably going to have a point guard that can actually find them consistently. You know what I mean? I think Brunson is literally going to be what we hope Kembo could be for at least a year or two, but he was completely washed. So, Mm -hmm. basketball-wise, to me, it's a beautiful fit. Um, What do you think, Faiz? You you echo the same sentiments, or are you one of these people that are just, like, you know, stuck on DeJounte Murray? No, 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 most definitely not. I think I definitely echo the same sentiments. Uh, When we started talking about DeJounte, I was a little bit hesitant. Like, you know, we were definitely excited, definitely wanted to get a star player like that and figure it out later, but DeJounte doesn't have the shooting skill that Jalen Brunson does have. And I know Jalen Brunson doesn't like to shoot as much. He likes operating within the arc, not even really at the rim, but mostly within, like, outside of the paint. Like, that that two-point elbow shot, he really likes that. But um, I feel like let's not even talk about how he's going to help the Knicks. Let's talk about how the Knicks can help him because that's what a a good front office, a good organization should be doing. And I feel like the the Knicks are going to be able to help Jalen increase that pull-up three and, you know, improve that pull-up three because we've seen that he has that in his game, but he just chooses not to use it a lot because most of the time when they play with him, they're playing uh, four out, but now they're playing, they might play with a little bit more spacing for the Knicks. So, um, I'm, I'm excited to see how it goes. I'm excited to see him play along RJ, and I feel like RJ will also really benefit because RJ does a lot of the things that Jalen does, as in getting to the paint, getting in that area I'm talking about, but maybe he'll show him more ways to score. Another player who will greatly benefit, Emmanuel, quickly will benefit from this, so I'm really excited. Yeah, 
<laughs> Absolutely. I mean, this guy, you know, a lot of people call him an Sorry undersized that, guard, guys. but he, um, you know, in a Tibbs kind of roster, defensive liability is doesn't play too much of a role. Everyone genuinely knows how to play solid defense, so not to worry about him being an undersized guard. And his, he's only 25 years old. I mean, he's not even in his prime yet, and we, we're going to get this guy in his prime for the next couple of years. And he's our first legitimate point guard since, you know, Probably Raymond Felton, brother. In 20, I, 2013. Bro, I got a I got a dusty Stephon Marbury jersey way back home in New York. <laughs> from I, maybe my parents begged my parents to get me that in 03. This is the best point guard we had since then. You know what I mean? Like yeah. as a as a, a season sufferer of the Knicks, as we all are. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I just can't see the argument why he wouldn't be the best. But to, something he's interesting enough said, and that's a good point. What will the Knicks do to kind of help enable his growth or continued growth? And you guys both hit on the fact that like he's still. 25 years old on the on the upswing and I want to touch on that in terms of a lot of people acknowledge that point guard it takes years to really master that position but at the same time they're gonna say that Brunson is you know what I mean like it, he is what he is he topped out you know what I mean that doesn't make sense but what I want to know is like to fight your to your question like is there any concern about like the kind of increase in usage we're gonna see from Brunson because I was just looking at the numbers on basketball reference he's never really had a usage rate above like 21 22 percent and RJ suppressed that shit in his first in his rookie season. You know what I mean? So, is there is that something you're concerned about, or is it like kind of to your point about like the Knicks kind of helping to enable his growth? That you know, this is something that like he can handle the increased burden. So I think this year is really going to tell us what Tibbs is going to do for the next few years, and I know that expectations is that Tibbs is going to be the same old Tibbs. Tibbs is going to continue playing the way he is, but we did hear the the water carrier, you know, uh, Mark Berman come out and say that Tibbs, Tibbs, you know, he and he's basically speaking for Tibbs, you know, he's saying that he does regret what happened with the young kids. So, you know, maybe this is Tibbs' opportunity to really get tactical on in terms of offense instead of just on defense. And um, I know that Jalen doesn't have a high usage rate, but that's okay. We can offset that with RJ still high usage rate, built like a brick wall, ready to play constantly and whatnot. But I feel like we've seen Jalen's minutes outside without Luka on the court, and I've been really impressed by that. If anything, more even impressed by the assist numbers that have gone, you know, tremendously up when Luka's not on the court. So I know that he comes off as a combo guard, but Jalen Brunson has a lot of upside when it comes to passing, not just like a little bit of that Jaden Ivy upside. We've seen it in the NBA. We've seen him make those passes and whatnot. So I'm, I'm not too concerned about the Jalen Brunson fit. He's like one of those winning type of players since Villanova to figure it out at every stop. And, you know, that's how you get from where he got drafted to this type of enormous contract. And, you know, when we say enormous, we're not we're not down we're not making the contract sound bad it's it's it should be impressive that Jalen Brunson has earned this contract has dictated that he can earn this type of money in the NBA so Knicks fans should be hyped for this guy just like they should be hyped for Mitchell Robinson getting the bag yeah and you know the reason why Brunson came with the price tag that he came with is because of the position he was placed in when the stakes mattered the most in the playoffs, games one and two, without their superstar player, Luka Doncic. And, you know, there was some cause for concern whether or not Dallas would be able to keep up in that very first series, I think it was against Utah. And he came in dropping 41 points, dropped 31 points. If he didn't do that in the playoffs, he wouldn't come with the $100 million price tag, but he did it when it mattered the most. And that's why, you know, front offices around the league believe that he is, he is someone who is worthy and deserving of a contract of the size that he got. So... You know he's able to do it in that kind of in that kind of situation. Him playing in New York, I don't think is any really much concern. Uh, I don't think he'll he'll uh, you know 
start to lose his confidence under the bright light. So I'm not no, too worried no. about that. And, Luca uh, was also out for the beginning of that series where Brunson really really took over. And then besides that, Brunson he looked great. He played great defense on Donovan Mitchell. So a lot of those people who are like complaining about that defense, like it, it, it's not perfect. But like Mo said earlier, like the Tibbs defense, even with this crappy team this year, they were right outside the top 10. I think, I believe 11 or 12 they were at. So yeah. shouldn't be too concerned about that defense. My yeah. thing, like also with Giuseppe, the playoff performance he did put up, to me, that performance itself, what he did in the playoffs, should kind of erase any hesitancy or nervousness right, that a Knicks right. fan would have. Because, like, if he didn't have that run, then I could understand, like, seeing this price tag. See and him that fold in shot. the playoffs or something. Exactly. Like, or, like, if he didn't even have that performance, I still would have been down the sign but I could understand people saying, like, okay, that's a lot for Jalen. But we've seen what he did in the playoffs in their high-pressure moments without his number one option against, was it, like, a top 10 defense at Utah, say what you will, that's still a really good defense in the middle of the playoffs, and he did it in Utah, you know what I mean? Like, he cooked them in their own home building, you know what I mean? So, I just feel like, you know what I mean, it's, it, maybe it's, it's a sticker shock, but it's also just like Knicks fans, like, not being used to us having good things and nice things. Like, it's a good player that chose us above other suitors, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, he that playoff to the Western Conference. Lot. They just went to the Western Conference Finals, he, and he said, nah, yeah. I'm going to New York. Yeah, he was the second option on the Western kicked Conference out Ruby. Finals team, bro. He, he kicked out Rudy Gobert from the playoffs, and like you could argue that he is the be- he was the best unrestricted free agent. And I know Knicks fans aren't mm-hmm. used to this feeling of like honestly winning. Like, yeah. and you know, it's it's other fans who are really trying to bash on the Knicks fans because it's it's just it's just regurgitated old shit. Like same yeah. old Knicks, same Perpetual old Perpetual victim syndrome as well. I feel like so, some of these Knicks fans they just like the feeling of being sad and downtrodden. You a, they don't want to admit Knicks- it, but they like it. Like a lot of Knicks image. fans, they they want to like, they want to appease other NBA fans. They want to, you know, make it seem <laughs> like they the know cool something. The you cool know, like, table. oh, I, I can bash on the Knicks too. But the thing is, like, look, I, I we talked about this last week. I wasn't the most enthusiastic about the draft or anything, but. After we got Jalen Brunson, I'm feeling much, much better mm. about these moves they made because, like I said, I really want to see what they do with the cap space, what they do with the picks, and what they've done with the cap space is is great. I don't care that they cleared shitty contracts to acquire Jalen Brunson. They only used six second round picks for that. Like like we like Nafia said mad times like. They're jokes, like second round picks. <laughs> They're are worth jokes. It. Make like, Just pull them out your hat. That's you know, it. there you go. Put them in your and deal. like, like I, I'm the one who do, I'm the one who doesn't like to deal second round picks just because I want to use them for deals like this, just because I want to <laughs> use them for to trade off like that. But if I like the deal, I'm unloading every second round pick, and yeah. that that's why I'm glad that we don't have that. What would you rather have as a trade chip? Would you like? Let's say that Jalen Brunson, let, hypothetical situation that he's used as a trade chip for Donovan Mitchell, like all Knicks fans want. Would you rather trade? Would would the Utah Jazz rather have uh, Nerlens Noel, Alec Burks, Kemba Walker, and six second round picks, eight exactly. second round picks, exactly. you know, even a first, or would they rather have Jalen Brunson and a few picks? Like, exactly. come on, and this like, is last, asset management. Exactly, bro. And it's it's like what we said, like you said, like I wanted, to, I gave the incomplete grade on draft night, but I understood the the frustration. But this is why you wait to give out full grades, and we still right. have to wait for more to drop. But last note on Brunson, and we could talk about our boy Mitch because yo. It's historical oh, I got what, paid. He, what he just did. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. But, like, last night on Jalen, you mentioned his name. 
If people want Donovan Mitchell, our boy Jalen cooked Donovan Mitchell in the playoffs plenty. You know what I mean? So just throwing that out there. You know what I mean? It's not like oh, Brunson's like, you know what I mean, a scrub compared to Donnie Mitch over there. I'm just saying. But And honestly, even if, if we don't want to go that route, we can go the NBA players respect him. Hell NBA yeah, players, bro. NBA players respect Jalen Brunson. A lot of people on the timeline talking about put some respect on his name. Yes, and sir. He's, he's, I, I'm just saying, I could see someone like Donovan Mitchell saying like, yeah, I got cooked by Jalen Brunson, but he cooked me. Maybe I should go he's team proud up of being with cooked him. By like, Brunson, you know what? He's, he's quote-unquote a real hooper. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but yo, yo. Mitchell Robinson, I got, we got to do it. We started this podcast when he was a young lad, when he was a, a wee boy, skinny twig, drafted in the second round with upside. Best, best Knicks, Knicks prospect for until RJ came on for a while, you yeah, know? Yeah, like, and yo, props to him. I don't care what anybody says. He broke the Charlie Ward curse. There are idiots out there. Or yep. Not idiots, but like nitpickers saying, like, no, it's a, it only counts if it's a first-round pick. Yo, yeah. when's the last time no, we retained no. a second-round pick? No, no. Second, and yeah. you know, First of all, when's the last time we had a good player drafted in a second round like this? You know what I mean? So... Props to Mitch. He deserves a bag. And maybe there's a lot more sticker shock with Mitch's contract compared to Brunson, but I don't mind that deal at all. That's my take. You know, y'all know me. Like, there was maybe one point in my four years of, like, Mitch's tenure here where I was, like, down on him, and that was when he was, like, out of shape and, like, you know what I mean, sluggish this season. And then I quickly pivoted because, you know what? Like, he lost young the boy way. bounced he, back. Yep. You know what I mean? So, props to Mitch. Yo, how y'all feel about the Mitch contract and just what it means for the franchise? I'm going to start with Mo. I mean, it means a whole lot for the franchise. Us finally showing that we are entrusting a young player to, you know, re-up with us, give him a four-year contract, a player who had his off moments. And, you know, injuries aside, he, he's still worthy of a contract that's worth $15 million a year. And I know some, you know, I, I think we agree it's a little bit on the higher side, but I still like it. I still think that he has a ton of potential in, in the league as a uh, starting caliber center, defensive anchor. Uh, he's broken records, you know what I mean? Like, he yep. owns, he literally owns the NBA all-time record for highest field goal percentage, and we just re-up with him. And uh, to me, I'm going to add in a little bit. I think his signing is kind of two-part. I think we have the $15 million, uh, sorry, uh, four-year, $60 million contract. I think Hartenstein is kind of a secondary. I think I see him a little bit as an insurance kind of play mm. um, because, you know, we know Mitch has his injury moments, but the fact that we got this young 24-year-old kid who's capable of doing things that Mitchell Robinson can't do, which is shooting outside and, uh, pat, you know, dishing out the ball um, as a uh, stretch five. I think it's a nice two-way play that the Knicks front office just did, and we, uh, we're we going to see these guys, you know, tear it up, you know, both in the starting lineup and on the bench. And Mitch deserves it, man. It's, you know, about time we got a center to really re-up with us. Now we have a point guard and a center mm, and money, a superstar Mitch. in R.J. Mm-hmm. Barrett. This is unprecedented times as a Knicks fan. I, I can't remember the last time we had all three of these and a young core. Uh, it's it's just exciting, man. I'm 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 looking forward to to preseason coming up in a couple of months. All right, we Pais, what about you? Yeah, I'm saying we heard from the Mitch fan club. Let's go to the skeptic here. Let's, uh, let's go to the <laughs> hater here. Hater in the house. How you feeling? You mad? Just mad. Honestly, Our boy got the bag. We gotta call me a skeptic just because the serenade you guys, the sweet serenade you gave him. Yeah, you sorry. know, even even the little <laughs> bit of criticism is gonna sound like a skeptic. But you guys know, I, I love Mitchell Robinson. He was there for us as Knicks fans when when like other people weren't. I know there's a little bit of skepticism because I was a little bit unwilling to pay him this price. I really wanted to stick to that 12 million contract, uh, mostly because I like the Robert Williams contract. I like the upside that Robert Williams has, both as a defender 
passer and whatnot. So I just kind of expected something more in that ballpark. That's what I wanted. But I will say that being on Nick's Twitter, Twitter really did shed some light because, you know, I was more concerned about this team now. But people reminded me that Mitchell Robinson played as a starting center in the NBA through, like, through pl- getting paid... Yeah, through Fizdale, through getting paid only a million dollars a year. Like, he was he was a starting caliber center getting paid nothing. You know, really anchoring the team. So, I'm glad to see our guy get paid. And, you know, at the end of the day, these contracts are really just a minimal part component of, like, everything. What we enjoy, what we've been watching during the season. Like, once the season starts, I'm not thinking about the contract that Mr. Robinson signed. I'm just watching. I'm just watching basketball. And... I really think that the Hartenstein or Hartenstein, I'm not I'm not really sure how to say it yet, but um, that contract definitely makes me feel also better about Mitch. Like you guys said, the insurance. And we were a little bit flustered last year when we saw Nerlens Noel get that contract. Well, at least I was, I know. I, I don't remember how you guys felt, but it was annoying to see that we have the same exact type of player twice over, you know? Like, it, it is kind of weird. Now we have a player with who could do a lot a lot more things you know like you guys said he has a really good he has he's really good at passing and he has some shooting capabilities which Mitch kind of doesn't have at all but hey who knows maybe Mitch starts shooting threes I saw like an Instagram comment he made he's or something to, bro. He's, he's fucking he, begging. He, he, someone was like oh Mitch can't play outside the arc and he was like yeah I can he just completely ignored him too he just, <laughs> the dude that said Mitch could have shoot Mitch responded to him directly that dude just completely went over Mitch to talk to somebody else <laughs> it, it's it's how haters work it, it, uh, in the, in social media they don't want they, once you respond to them they don't know what to say they're like shit flustered and all that I didn't think um, you would acknowledge me as a person my mom didn't acknowledge me as a person <laughs> growing up so ain't getting no love in the house you know what I mean girls yeah. didn't talk to me what the hell I didn't expect <laughs> this um, but yo, let me. So what I've seen floated, and I want to get y'all like a temperature on y'all from this. But like, do y'all think that we're there's too much money tied up in the center position now? Are you guys concerned about that, or like how y'all feel? Like Mo, Faiz, I don't want y'all can uh, jump on that first. I mean, we finally have a starting center who's worthy of the contract that he got. Again, defensive anchor. That's all gonna be there. I I want to hone a little bit on Harden. <laughs> He, he's going to do something different for this team. He's going to open the door for everyone else to play at their highest level. Imagine Hartenstein with Obi Toppin. The lob's going to come from anybody. It's going to come from the point guard position all the way to the center position. You never know who's going to lob it up to Obi Toppin. But for somebody spacing. Will. For exactly. spacing, imagine him with RJ. Like exactly, he's gonna be shooting threes. He's gonna be shoot- he's a he's a great interior scorer too. So good, great for Brunson have- too. By the way, my bad, I completely forgot. All good. Yeah, they're gonna have someone to dish the ball to. So. Hartenstein is great for everybody. He's on a two-year friendly contract at 24 years old. I, you know, I think he's gonna be. A, he's probably gonna be a fan favorite. I think he's gonna be a steal as far as the contract size go. Eight million dollars is not that much in the NBA. So, you know, when you when you add it up, it's, you know, 15 plus eight, 24 mil for two centers it, who have completely facts. different but strong skill sets. That's that's a great fucking combination that the Knicks just got. So, I I don't think it's overpay at all. Same. And they're young. Yeah, because like at, at the end of the day, what you just spelled out is quite simple, black and white. Like we got a market value center deal, we got a market value backup center deal. So like when people are like worried about like too much money tied up in the center position. You got to pay for good players in the NBA. At the end of the day, you can literally say that about any position. There's too much money tied up in X Y Z position. You know what I mean? Like at some point, you got to understand that like to build something, you literally have to retain pieces. And Mitch is a good piece. Fan favorite, mostly. You know what I mean? I understand the skeptics because there are still some things, to be honest with you, I think the maturity concerns are still valid. He's not 20 years anymore. He's like 24 and he got the bag. So maturity is going to 
need to come into play. But if the front office trusts his maturity enough to give him this bag at this point, then I can't, you know what I mean, be skeptical. Um, and I'm even going to say that, like, he could not add any other, like, pieces to his game and just only get better at the shit that he's already good at and that deal will still be good that's my my take on it you know what i mean like people want to see him be like throwing up like kareem hook shots and like you know what I mean fading away from the post but he could still have the same offensive game but if he still profiles as who he is and he gets better that's a good deal and yeah i gotta y'all already said the good thing about hardenstein so just say dope name you know what i mean like shit <laughs> i'm gonna have some fun yo magic clyde pronouncing that yo i can't wait Cannot wait. Hartenstein, you know, <laughs> you, you know how Clyde be enunciating, but I, I love the the point that Mo touched on the fact that we're paying both of our centers the rotation, the, the price that we are. It makes it it makes it a little bit better. But um, in general, like you have to understand who your coach is. That's why you're gonna have to invest in certain positions more. That's why we have to invest in Jalen Brunson the way we did, and that's why we have to invest in J Mitchell Robinson the way we did. And we did it in a healthy way. Usually, we're just throwing, you know, uh, patches and fixes just to make Tibbs happy. But this, this, these are players that other coaches can work with, but they are. Uh, they're favorited by Tibbs. He prefers having a strong center, defensive anchor, and having, you know, a stocky point guard who can really drive and get into the paint. So glad that we invested in these players because Tibbs looks like he's going to be the coach at least for one more year. Stocky, you know, you got our man Jalen sound like George Costanza. Goddamn. <laughs> stocky. He, for he a point guard, he's he a, a little. Nah, he's a thick boy. In all the good ways. You know what I mean? I, I see the Kyle Lowry comparison, I, I, not, not just in play style. I mean, shit. Kyle Lowry's more of a peach. Y'all get what I mean. Pause. All right. Um, resume. Uh, <laughs> oh, resume. Hey, yo. Don't be feisty. Hey, yo. Um, Shout out so, to Carla. Did we, did we want to talk about, it, like, free agency gossip? Actually, no. Let's talk about. So I think there's only uh, one that we should really touch on. Yeah, we'll stay on Let me get my dancing stuff. shoes out. Let me get yeah, my yeah. dancing shoes before we'll we... We'll get to that. No, no, no. Keep your dancing. You know, just, just stay warmed up. Do, do some calisthenics. Do some hamstring stretches. We about to, we're doing some B2K dance routine shit soon. But last note on the net, Knicks. Bagley put out a report that, like, the Knicks front office, and this got Knicks Twitter pissed. Like, really the dumb side of Knicks Twitter just got immediately pissed, went to go find their pitchforks, you know what I mean? But apparently, Bagley reported the Knicks are hesitant to offer Utah the package of young players and draft capital that they're looking for in a Mitchell deal. What are y'all thoughts on that report? Your initial reaction, or I guess just your reaction right now. What y'all what y'all think of that? What y'all make of that? I, mean, I would hope they would say that. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want you just saw what happened with I know we're not getting into the end the rest of the NBA, but you just see what happened with Gobert. They got so many picks and like even DeJounte Murray giving up unprotected picks. Like, so I would hope that, you know, through the the back channels that the Knicks are trying to at least get the price down on on Donovan Mitchell, showing that they're not willing to deal every single player on on the deal. But um in general we're we're, we're gonna see how it goes. With um, with him. sorry about that, guys. Sorry about the trouble. No, no worries. This is okay. Real life risks of podcasting. <laughs> podcasting <laughs> you know. went on vacation. Well, we you see you see what we do. We see what we do for our listeners. You know what I mean? A man recording for Canada, <laughs> up north. Appreciate you, know you guys mean? for for being patient with me. <laughs> All good, bro. But yeah, Bo, anything yeah added I, I, I echo the same sentiment. I mean, if Rudy Gobert was able to demand what was it four unprotected picks, 
at least. Donovan Mitchell is, Come is clearly the better player. He's younger. So, you know, what they what they would demand from him is probably an, an obscene level that most front offices would be hesitant to take, especially the Knicks. If the Knicks are hesitant to take a deal like that, that's great. Obviously, they're not going to say no to Donovan Mitchell, you know, and, and completely rule him out, but they're going to try to negotiate their way down, I, I'd hope. Um, if it if it turns out that they trade for Mitchell by giving up four picks and OBN IQ, then that's not a great trade for the Knicks. You're you're yeah. putting too much risk into that. Right now we have a solid lineup. If you could do something with Randall and trade him out for a solid, you know, rotation player or, or starter, then that'd be awesome. But you know, we're, we can assume the price tag for, for Mitchell now just because Utah did a similar trade with their other superstar, and that kind of price tag is not one. It's going to be crazy, that's, bro. That's way too risky for the Knicks. So. It's also not just the like losing the players that can help us compete. It's losing the flexibility to make another move down the line. And exactly. I, I know Donovan Mitchell's great. Donovan Mitchell can be, a, like, you know, the number two or even possibly a number one player on a championship team. I really do. I really love his game that much. But the thing is, the rest of the roster will not be ready for that, and we're gonna be we're gonna have to make more moves to to get there. And if Donovan Mitchell is the final piece, I, the Nick, I, I could see them at max as like a like an Eastern Conference final. He might not player. even be a That's, top ten player, and that kind of bar that kind of trade swap should be for a top ten caliber right. player. Yeah, I don't yeah, know how the hell Rudy Gobert you know was able to get that, but that that's some other shit. But Donovan Mitchell is not a top ten player right now. I mean, yo, Faiz made a great point right there too. It's just like. That kind of deal going all in, it's like, you know, the example that's thrown a lot around a lot recently is like the true holiday trade from Milwaukee. They pushed all the chips in and paid went a all hefty in because, price. Yeah, they did that. They paid that hefty price because they was right at knocking on the door winning the mm-hmm. title and they won. You know what I mean? So that price paid off. You know what I mean? Or like what they paid paid off. With us, it's like I feel like fans need to understand it's good to have a measured approach with this. You don't want them to go all in like that right away. And, you know, like you said, we're not ready. And also, too, you got to see who we're negotiating with. It's Danny Ainge. Like, not only just erase if the Gobert trade that just happened. Danny Ainge's reputation is he's going to want everything and the kitchen sink and the halal cart, you know what I mean, over there by MSG. You know what I mean? He's going to want all that. So... Are we ready for that? I don't know, cause like if you want, if you're a Knicks fan that wants to have a mission, you gotta accept that. Like you gotta say bye to probably RJ, IQ, and Obi at this point. You know what I mean? At this stage, I don't think we're ready for that. I almost, I'm almost like I like Mitchell as a player, but it's like, and I don't know if fans want to hear this, but patience is a virtue, and I feel like waiting to cash in your chips later is the smarter play here, cause. Keep people keep saying like, yo, who else is gonna be available? But yo, it's the NBA. Literally every year, mad people are available. Out the fucking blue. K- like, we're going to get to the great dance. But you know what? Real quick. Ha! Nets. You know what I mean? <laughs> fucking KD demanded a trade two days ago. You know what I mean? So it happens all the time. So for the Knicks to, like, wait on, like, another star coming available, we don't know what's going to happen. I think that's wise. Let's see what the young dudes do. You know what I mean? Let them grow. It's just get Julius out of here. But I already touched on it. Now we need to dig into it. <laughs> Unless more or you or you fight easy, you got anything else? Yeah. I'm ready to gr- dance no, on the my, next grave. My, my, my dancing shoes are already tapping, brother. man. A brother. <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> Three years to the day. My my brothers. <laughs> my brothers Ugly in Islam. business. Ugly business. <laughs> Ugly, nasty business, my friends. <laughs> Let's let that breathe for a second. Three Honestly, years to the day. Clean sweep after Kyrie they got clean sweep in, in the playoffs. How clean Kyrie sweep. My grammar's out the window in. now. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Kyrie opted in and Katie said, Not yeah. us. No, not yeah, us. Sayonara. <laughs> I ain't going to be here. Yo. 
Yo. Two hours after Ben Simmons posted that IG post, you know it was done. Oh, it was clipped. The, with the <laughs> weird ass face. that pouty shit. KD's just like, nah. <laughs> nah, bro. I'm good. I'm good <laughs> Broski, on this side. I ain't going to be here for that. I'm good on this side. Oof. Dude, I, I went through a few <laughs> of, like, my messages with Nets fans, and mm-hmm. it was... It was I literally have messages. I'm like, yeah, but like K- KD and Kyrie are here to stay. Like, I literally have screenshots of messages like that. <laughs> I have messages of me telling people, once the KD and Kyrie experiment is over, you will never step foot in Brooklyn again. And, you know, I think this might be a good thing for, for the NBA and for the economy. Like, maybe we can finally get... Maybe we can finally... World peace. Bro, we can get... <laughs> we, can get the, agree. we can get the Nets out of Brooklyn. Let's move them to Las Vegas or something. Somewhere, like, somewhere that needs a team. Bro, like, what are we doing here? Like, we don't need this. I think our, our fight against climate change got a little easier too. It's all, it's just the world is healing now. Kyrie, I mean, the I'm world might fight. be the the world actually might be flat. Let's heal it. Let's help it, man. Like, I, listen, that ugly that ugly ass black and white color scheme might even work in Las Vegas. Like, it's, Talk, it's not that's gonna bad. be the coolest looking dish rags now, though. You know what I mean? Like all these fucking baristas in Brooklyn, they about to have like black and white KD Nets jerseys just wiping the countertop. Show you know your kids they make the a relic, caramel like, macchiato. You know what I mean? Did you know that the Brooklyn Nets once were a team? Brooklyn actually had a team. They had the Dodgers too at a point. You're like, okay, okay Grandpa. <laughs> Time for your nap. <laughs> L- let's get you back on the Alzheimer's medication, Grandpa. <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you what. Nets fans are going to be wishing they got Alzheimer's. After these last three years, mm. brother, I'd want to forget that shit too. Three, three of the best players in the game like honestly maybe like three of the best like you could argue all hall time and yeah easily hall of fame only Both. got one playoff series win to show for him worst using, experiment in nba history using worst. promo code code harden remember that don't forget promo code harden man that was my <laughs> favorite shit bro now they gotta get used to promo oh. code projects because that's where the brooklyn franchise is now you know what i mean figuratively mm. speaking they're in tenement housing now and uh pfft, mm. you know what i mean they 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 need a contractor they need like the city just like you know what I mean? Do some new ordinances to fix their this, fucking surroundings. I mean, if, if that Westbrook trade happens, they already got the bricks starting to line up. You know what I mean? That's about to be <laughs> enough bricks for a fucking whole community of condos. You know what I mean? Listen, like, this, 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 this win for humanity has me excited for what we could do to gentrification. This is just a yes, small sir. step. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? Let's, let's, let's talk about it. This is South our Jamaica fight is back safe. against gentrification. Fuck Jay-Z. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Jay Z said he got nothing to do with that business. He said that's this motherfucker did all he could to get the Nets there, pushed his own people out, and led the gentrification of Brooklyn. So Jay Z, if you're listening, probably not. But hey, you fucked up, man. I mean, shit. He said they could go over eighty two. It's gonna be gravy. They really will go over eighty two. That gravy spoiled, bro. That gra- <laughs> that gravy just. Ugh. You know what I mean? So, yo. I just want to keep laughing at him. <laughs> we can move on if y'all want to, but like the next. Oh no, I'm good. Let's stay congratulations. Here. You know what I mean? I'm like, trying to. I'm trying to get a. I'm trying to get a mortgage here, bro. How how do I stay here, man? Let's clean let's, let's stay motherfucking sweep, guys. Yeah, remember, like that fucking Woj put that tweet out. I know it was Sean Marks that ghost wrote it too. You know what I mean? Because they're like butt buddies. Okay. Sean Marks, a Nets GM, whatever. He's like, yo, t- tell him it's a clean tweet. We're we're running New York now. Motherfucking DeAndre Jordan was trashed before he even signed that deal. <laughs> That tells you that should have been a fucking warning of how this shit was going to go. They were trying to prop up DeAndre Jordan as some kind of, like, positive contribution to their franchise. You know what I mean? That, that was, should have been a sign that shit was not going to go well. 
you know this mean? is this is the second bullet in in that time span that the Knicks dodged because the Porzingis trade. I know a lot of us killed that trade, including myself, because I was just hurt to see one of our star players go. But ended up working out for us, gained Emmanuel quickly through that, gained a lot of these picks through that, and then we dodged the bullet with Katie and Kyrie. Like I cannot imagine what the coverage would be like if the Knicks had fumbled Katie and Kyrie. The Nets so are lucky. Work, bro. bro, the it Nets are so lucky they play on, like, one channel on YouTube or something. Like, people people don't even watch this shit, so... Shout out, yo, shout out Scott Perry, because his competence and incompetence be doing us numbers right now. No, 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 Steve Mills. Shout out Steve Mills. You know I mean, Scott Perry, I still think he's good at what he does. He just had to work with Steve Mills. You know what I mean? Shout out, though. To just Yo, for, where is Steve Mills, bro? He's probably in the back of Brooklyn right now. I haven't seen that man. He probably years. texted Dolan at least a dozen times, like, "Yo, bring me back. I could get KD to us. <laughs> bring me back. This is my chance." Hey, I mean, wasn't Dolan part of the people who said they didn't want to pay KD? I mean, that didn't end up looking too good. I won't oh, lie. Yeah. KD, pretty good, but I mean, as a born and bred hater, I couldn't imagine this day coming. So, like, this is the best possible salute no, no, like no. situation for I, me. I, I'm in Canada, bro. I was astonished when I saw the text because usually I'm ear to the streets. Like, as soon as the message comes out, I'm there for it. But I seen KD. I thought it was. I had to check the account like six times. Like, is it Shams? Mm-hmm. Is it S H E M S? Is it S H A? Like, I need to make sure this is real. Like. Shout out Brooklyn, Brooklyn, new manager, all that shit. We, y'all can go listen to our old shit, but like, no, this now is just about me laughing at them because now they going straight to. If you're gonna rely on Ben Simmons as a future piece moving forward, good luck, my brother. <laughs> good luck, my brothers and sisters. Hear me. By the way, there aren't even a lot of teams who have done that first Nets deal where you know they lost, they lost all those picks for Kevin Garnett, blah yep. blah blah yep. blah blah. You know, and they obviously didn't get Jason Tatum, one of the greatest, you know, guy who just made the NBA Finals before you did. But um, they've done this deal twice and mm-hmm. failed twice where they've given up multiple picks remember the like you know for the Nets fans who are like okay we'll just tank the Rockets have all your picks bro like the Rockets you know if Knicks fans are dancing I want to get on a rock we should do a Rockets podcast collaboration right now bro we'll be fucking square dancing on this shit like Mm. Make it exotic through, throw, throw, make it exotic. Just throw a, the, the flamingo in there. I mean, some tango dancing too. Fuck it, let's, let's get, get fancy. Let's I'll, get I'll exotically shit talk the fucking nets. You know I mean, I'll go I'll, learn a different language just so bro, I can fucking talk shit about that. We'll team. do some easy. We'll do the cha cha slide. You know, cha cha real smooth. Chill, like, that ass. I got the Rosetta Stone on the way. You know what I mean? I'm about to like curse them out in Latin. Fuck that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just so happy this happened. Mo, get in on this. You know what I mean? You don't let me and Faiz just like hog it all, right? Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, you know. <laughs> I don't know what else to say, man. To, words, no, words can't. Words just, can't it put can. it. In. They just can't. Just I mean, you could go back to all the shit talking that we've had to do for years, and then all, sh- all, all the therapy we had to go through for this. This is, this is glorious. <laughs> this is beautiful. We had to, we had to talk ourselves into being a bad, bad pickup for for Brooklyn, and it, it worked out. It, it worked ended out. up working out. You yeah, know. Shout out to Chris Persiani of uh, uh, Nick Film School. He had a perfect tweet. He was like, "Yo, we got clown for the Brazilian trade. We got clown for losing out of KD and Kyrie. Now we back to collect." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you know how it is. A Knicks fan, we saw what it was. They, the, the world saw a brief preview last year when we was good because we went back. The whole of Knicks Twitter, Knicks fan, and went back at everybody that talked shit about us. This, I, bro, I was just, I was this close to looking up Howard Beck's address so I could just pull up and just be like, talk shit to him face to face because he would not get off Sean Mark's dick. You know what I mean? Yeah, so Howard Beck, man, I'm looking for Max Brooklyn. Kellerman, bro. I am looking for Max Kellerman straight in the eye, bro. He was jacking Nick's crazy his whole life, and then all of a sudden now he's doing hula hoops for fucking Joe Sai, bro. I think I Max Kellerman's family is looking for Max Kellerman because that's definitely not the Max A no. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm I, saying I, Max I, I Kellerman's entire you. family is definitely 
Knicks fans, bro. They fucking born and raised New York, everything. And it, it was a shame to see the hula hoop dancing that a lot of these people who claim to be from New York were doing. Like, he felt sick just... with it, too. He said Brooklyn's going to be a better team than New York next season. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know they gave out awards for that. Well, well, you gonna hang up a banner for that? Sheesh! I'm Ooh, saying when he got the, the, when he got moved off the TV and they put him on radio, I guess they gave him like a side of crack too, as like a salary bonus because like he he's smoking that shit. You know what I mean, but regardless, I saw like a beat writer. I don't know who it was. It was probably for the Pistons. He was like, "Should Knicks fans be laughing at the Nets though? They oh, could God. still 100%. you know be comparable in 100%. talent." I was like, "Do you hear what you just said? Uh, this deck, Harden, a Kyrie, a KD." And here you over here said Knicks Knicks man shouldn't make fun of them for the ab like abject failure that they are because they could be in terms of like in terms they of play. Could, they could be as year. good as a team with Julius Randle on it. They're, oh, Ooh, congratulations! Shit. That's what y'all won the summer of 2019 for, right? Like, so y'all could have this like a little clean sweep. This little soulless. You know what I mean? Yo, fuck out of here, clean sweep. My ass, bro. Fuck Woj, too, now we're at it. I'm fucking firing shots at everywhere. He's a fucking such a Sean Marks groupie, bro. And I can't wait for this Nets propaganda to just die now. You know what I mean? Because now I hope they go into the uh, the abyss of irrelevancy right now, bro. They already are because they're the Nets. But, like, literally, I just want them Odyssey, to spiral. The, the only place you're going to see Nets coverage is, like, ESPN2 now. You're not going to see it on ESPN1 no more. Bro, and then... <sighs> you see the Nets fans on Twitter, they're all like, yo, we got bamboozled, like... This was like the, the January 6th kind of QAnon kind of thing. They're like, yo, we yep. got bamboozled. Yep. Trump's bamboozled. not coming out. He's not coming out. This <laughs> is the same out. situation. They're like, yo, like, we really lost KD. He's, he's out. See, that, I think that was the insurance they had because everyone always knew Kyrie was a nut and that he couldn't do like, leave at any moment. But I think they really found solace in knowing that KD wouldn't leave them. But KD hit the Magic Johnson like, I ain't going to be there. <laughs> Four years left now. I'm out. No, nah, he, he signed that deal just because he was like, yeah, I don't see a future here. Let me just get my bag, and then I'll, I'll see what happens afterwards. But um, do we want to talk about that? NBA gossip. Actually, there was a lot of NBA moves. We alluded to the Gobert trade earlier. Um, I don't know, t- time check for y'all, but I'm down to get into it. We could talk about just, like, the hotbed of rumors about where KD's going to go now that uh, you know he's left the, that, that clown franchise behind. You know what I mean? To, up uh, to Faiz. Um, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I'm done to talk real quick, real quick. Uh, you know the, the the options that we're seeing mostly are like contenders. You know, a lot of Nets fans are running around saying that we're gonna get this huge haul for him. But remember, uh, whatever haul you guys get is gonna come from a contender most likely because those. Are, I know the entire NBA is trying to trade for KD, but remember. Only a few teams will actually make that move. Like we said with the Donovan Mitchell situation, like you're not going to pay the house unless you can actually make it into like your conference finals and whatnot. So I see like a team like the Warriors definitely being involved in that. That's going to be a really spicy take. Uh, The Blazers are definitely involved in there. We saw the Dame KD pictures and I think he definitely knew something a little earlier. That's why he put up that picture. It's it's looking a little bit more prophetic now. So I think those teams are, are more likely. And I feel like, the Nets are definitely scared to trade him into an Eastern Conference team. They definitely won't trade him to us. Just because, like, oh, I know no, no, their no, owner, no, Joe no. Size, like, there's no way. No That's way. Cool. I will never live that down. And, you know, I feel like part of this is also just him being, like, fed up with what KD and Kyrie embarrassing him. Him and his billionaire no hobbies. He was probably getting clowned. He's like, yo, man, you gonna let him do this to you like this? That boy don't believe in the Vax. You gonna let this happen? You know what I mean? No way. So, no way he goes to the next. I, I'm surprised you didn't mention the two biggest names, though, and it's been heating up. One of them kind of is a dark horse but the one big team that was mentioned from the top and apparently KD's eyeing them is Phoenix but right, another right. team that's been gaining that steam lately especially like if you look at the the sports books and their odds is Toronto right you see Masai Ujiri make that all-in move for Kawhi 
I'm just saying, if they put in Scotty Barnes and all their draft picks in the deal, and then probably throw in OG Ananobi and fucking what's his face, Gary Trent Jr. If I was Brooklyn, I'd do that because, like you, like you got, like you said, if I used, they can't tank because they don't have their pick. So, to kind of offset that, you're getting Scotty Barnes, a young building block that has three more years on his rookie deal, and then you could probably keep him after that. You know what I mean? You, you ideally want a piece that's gonna fit around Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons is not leaving that team for a bit. I mean, what? Well, We'll obviously think, see. We'll see how we'll it goes, see, yeah, yeah. but that's that's I, their best player right now. What, you're going to tell me Nicholas Claxton is the guy we're building around? Like, I'm talking hey. Joe Harris. No, I'm kidding. No, you're right. <laughs> so, but it's also just like, I think Nets, if they're smart, and they're obviously We'll get not, some value for... They are right now. They're obviously right, right. not. We'll see where they are right now. But if they're smart, they wouldn't see Ben Simmons as a future cornerstone piece. They should like not consider him in terms of like, all right, in our future franchises, how we could want to configure this roster. I don't think they should weigh it heavily. You know what I mean? But... Probably yeah, try to definitely. rehab his value and, and see yeah, what they can get yeah. for him. What about you, Mo? Like, what, yeah. are, what do you make of the rumors and just like Phoenix or Toronto? Um, let me ask you that flat out first. Like, where, where do you think he ends up? It's a good question. I think um, probably Toronto, just because Ujiri is more likely to, and we've seen it before, just go all in for, for a player that he wants. I mean, that man, when he when he has a target, he acquires. You know what I'm saying? So Phoenix, it's, it's a little bit more risky. I don't know what the hell's going on with DeAndre Ayton. I don't know if you guys know what's what the plan Absolutely is nothing. with that man. Right. I mean, I'm shocked that he, he still hasn't signed up with with the team. Um, but I mean, you know, Faiz mentioned Golden State. There, I think they actually have some some uh, potential with actually re-signing KD. And I don't I don't know how much KD really thinks about his legacy, but for him to go back to uh, Golden State, I, it could work well for his legacy for him to go back to his original team. So when you when I you think real, he thinks really, about his legacy a lot, bro. Yeah. I think he's definitely a you see it. The burner accounts. Is just I how think that's one of the reasons he's leaving. Narratives. Yeah, because he's like, I think what he wanted was like, he heard all the chatter about like, I don't believe it. I think his rings count. You know what I mean? But there are people out there that say, oh, those rings don't count. So he went to Brooklyn to like, oh, you know what I mean? I'm going to take this franchise from nothing to a championship contender. And now you can't say shit about me. That didn't work. So I think he's going to try to like redo that, that, that um recipe. So it's really about like, you know, Toronto already has a ring. They just won one with Kawhi. Phoenix has never won a ring. They kind of, Spent like what 10 11 years get straight CP3, up in the lottery. Get, if you get CP3 a ring, that's pretty exactly. I mean, and they had like a decade of like futility, more than a decade of futility after the Steve Nash years, and then only recently now became good. They've never won a championship in franchise history. So, I think if KD's trying to make this choice, and well, let's be honest, he's KD, he's a top three player in the league, he's gonna go where he wants to go despite the four years on his deal. I think if he cares about narrative like that, Phoenix makes sense in that way, but they're not gonna give up Booker though for it. They oh no! That's, that's the thing, and I think, I think but but they have the option to give up Aiton and I think what it is is like there was a report that came on me that Nets are not interested in Aiton, so I think that's just like part of negotiating, and I don't even think a sign and trade could work. And you know what I mean? You could right, you can't give up the other players, there. right? Exactly, yeah, because like if they put Aiton in the sign and trade, only half his salary would count towards the deal or some shit like that. Like then the cap nerds, they've got that worked out. I think what it is is like. That's probably got a way, like, if Scotty Barnes are on the table, I'd take the Toronto deal. If he's not on the table and you're trying to be competing, I think a package centered around, like, you know, Mikel Bridges, fucking Cam Johnson, and, I don't know, Jay Crowder, and all the Phoenix picks, maybe that's enough to, like, you know what I mean? Wasn't It'd be Boston, interesting, but... Wasn't Boston one of his initial teams? That he, he listed wasn't Phoenix and Boston? And maybe I think that, I think it's like twenty. Miami was definitely in there. Yeah, Miami. Yeah, I don't know. Miami is also the dark, dark, dark horse. I mean, like Toronto kind of came out of nowhere, but I'm, I don't know, bro. Like people could talk about Miami not having the assets, but Pat Riley's makes shit happen. But Boston, I mean. Boston could have the assets. I mean, give if, a, it, make a trade around Jalen Brown, 
and then surrounded if with If we're picks. talking about assets, man, the Jazz just geared up. And the Jazz feel, might have I don't want to go to Utah, Utah though. I, I, play with John, I don't I don't really agree he, but if it comes down with this team. He's not if it comes if it comes down to assets though right now the Jazz have their own picks first of all second they have not the most coveted but one of you know like the Knicks unprotected picks as much as you know we love the Knicks it, it is a coveted pick in the NBA the Kings unprotected picks are definitely a coveted pick in the NBA I feel like the Timberwolves unprotected picks are are definitely up there you know they're I not really the Jazz only have the pieces because like they'd have to include Mitchell but then there's like another yeah they cap, don't have the young cap. they don't have the young players to make it work yeah, but the then, picks like, they wise want, they're yeah but if you want to put Mitchell in the deal like this is another like cap nerd thing that I read is it's like they can't put Mitchell in the deal because Simmons and Mitchell can't be on the same team because they right, they're on the rookie super max shit you know what I mean that and they fucking hate each other because of the yeah, rookie yeah, of the year shit you know what I mean so like it probably have to some like I think whatever deal happens it'll probably be like one of those crazy three to four team deals you know what I mean but I don't know bro I wouldn't be shocked if he goes to Toronto just because we know he's like boys with Drake you know what I mean I feel like if he goes to Toronto Drake was gonna damn near suit up for a game or two you know what I mean yeah. and I I don't know. I like the idea of a, a a KD Fred Van Fleet and a Siakam big three because I know Masai Ujiri is gonna like complement that roster competitive. properly. It's competitive, you know? and Nick Nurse is a great coach. So yeah, and like any team that gets KD is a contender, but like those are like very complementary pieces. Not to say that you know KD and Booker and CP3 wouldn't be fire because that would be very fucking fire. You know what I mean? I don't know. We'll see. It, it, any East team would benefit because the Nets are automatically out of that one to six race, so they'd be. Jumping in, no matter who mm-hmm. who gets KD, I would say. All right. Yeah. We wanna. There's a lot went on for agency. We're probably gonna have to do a part two, but uh, I think we're at time, Ramo. Or uh, anything else you want to hit on before we uh, close it out for the afternoon? No. Happy July Fourth, everybody. By the way, we're recording this right now on the Fourth of July. Hey, and happy Canada Day to everyone who's a booted. You know. Hey. <laughs> Been here all weekend checking out the fireworks. Not too bad. Streets, bro. Let us know what's going on in Toronto. What, what, what they got going no, on there? No idea, but they went hard. I ain't going to lie, they went hard. They fireworks every corner. Like, I did not... I, I So, I've been in Canada, like, I've been coming in and out my whole life. I remember coming, like, 20 years ago. Canada Day was, like, maybe, like, two, three fireworks. Like, maybe, bro, all, 24 hours, bro, into it. They're just doing straight fireworks now. Like, get the, the conservatives are really coming back into America, into, into Canada now, so... <laughs> um... No, that's about it. Any any last points from you guys? Um, no, good. Yeah, I mean, excited we finally have a point guard, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, welcome Jalen Brunson to New York City. Absolutely. Fucking hype, bro. Like, good. if you're a Knicks fan and you haven't been, like, down a YouTube rabbit hole of his highlights at least, like, come on, what are you doing? Because, mm-hmm. like, that shit is damn near porn compared to the point guard play we've had to watch. I'm talking about washed Jose Calderon. I'm talking about fat Raymond Felton twice. I'm talking about Tony Jared Douglas. Jack. Tony Douglas, who could not dribble more than two times into the paint without being, like, terrified and having a schizophrenic episode. Fucking Jared Jack, Ramon Sash, you know what I mean? The name goes on. Alfred so, Payton, Brunson, uh, Alec Burks last season. Uh, well, we don't even got to go, we we even gotta go, go far, right? Yeah. We don't even got to go far. Ron Baker, he got to run at some point guard, you know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? The list is long. The horror and the suffering is long. And now I feel like, hopefully, knock on wood, we can put that behind us. So, yo, Jalen Brunson, welcome to fucking New York. Fuck yeah. All right, thank you guys for tuning in to this edition of Nickish. Make sure you go on nickish.com, cop a pair of shorts, enter that raffle, get yourself an IQ jersey while you're at it, and uh, make sure you give us that five-star review on Spotify and Apple. Leave us a review. We would truly appreciate that. And tune in next week for another edition of Nickish. Take care, everyone. Peace. Peace. Peace.